The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hi, I am Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KCY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Kali for over 95 years and a prayer tall, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A.W. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continues the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or something to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will start off today's telecast with that spirited and lively song entitled, Hallelujah, Anyhow. They will be able to accompany by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ. The Lord is our great deliverer who is able to take us through our every test and trial, through the ups and downs, the bad and the good, and through the sunshine and the rain. The Lord is our almighty God who has never failed us yet. No matter what comes our way, we can lift our voice and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. 
for we know that our Lord and Savior is only a prayer away and will be there to give us the victory.
church band, under the direction of yours truly, will play the song entitled, Take Time to Be Holy, with a featured flute solo by Sally Spodcalf. Yes, TV viewers, put Jesus first in our lives, and all things will fall into place. As we lay our burdens, cares, and woes at the foot of prayer, the Lord will answer and make a way where there seems to be none. For prayer is the strength of the gospel. It is prayer that moves the mighty hand of God, which moves the world.
Seth Makanosano will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the beautiful song, The Family of God. Doing his background music will be trusty Associate Pastor Evans Broad Sr., Mason Asano singing the guitarist, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Iris Lock on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. The words of this song are so true and uplifting when we talk about the family of God. You notice we say brother and sister around here, but it's because we're a family and those folks are so near. When one has a heartache, we all share the tears and rejoice in each victory in this family so dear. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, joined heads with Jesus as we travel this sod. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. You will notice we say brother and sister around here. It's because we're a family and these folks are so near. When one has a heartache, we all share the tears and rejoice in his victory in this family so dear. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, joined with Jesus as we travel this sod. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. From the door of an orphanage to the house of the king, no longer an outcast, a new song I sing. From rags unto riches, from the weak to the strong, I'm not worthy to be here, but praise God I belong. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, joined with Jesus as we travel this sod. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. You will notice we say brother and sister around here. It's because we're a family and these folks are so near. When one has a heartache, we all share the tears and rejoice in each victory in this family so dear. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, joined with Jesus as we travel this sod. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. I'm so glad I'm 
am a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Joint heirs with Jesus as we travel this sword. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. The church choir will now perform their final number for the day entitled Grace Upon Grace. The Lord is speaking to your hearts today. Our Lord is full of mercy and grace. Won't you let him into your heart and accept him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord? For today is the day of salvation if you will but hear his voice. Please join in and sing with the choir as you see the words appear on your television screen.
Just the associate pastor, Evans Sproke Sr., will play the beautiful song on his guitar entitled, There is Something About That Name. Daily we lift the name of Jesus to the highest, for surely he is worthy to be praised. Jesus is the only saving name and is our focal point of the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saved, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon.
Seneca Rose Hahn and Kelsey Puolo will now blend their voices to the song entitled Great is Thy Faithfulness. They will be accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano. We thank the Lord for his faithfulness and for his abundant mercy and compassion. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end and are renewed every morning. What a wonderful Lord we have. At this time, it is a great pleasure to dedicate this song to Mr. and Mrs. Noah and Denise Taylor. May the Lord continue to bless you and your family most abundantly. Have a wonderful Sunday. Shalom and good morning. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, 
And I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 AM on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about gospel work and view a Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing service at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Akaimiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, Gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneri Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Sperry in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. The Lord instructs us, Be ready when he think not the Son of Man cometh. Are you prepared? Are you ready to meet him? My sermon entitled, You Cannot Serve God and Mammon, is meant to incite you and move you, the congregation of this television ministry, to appropriately prepare yourselves for the second coming. Though the day and the time of this significant event remains yet unknown, have your Bible read in your hand as we proceed into the sermon and the reading of God's Word. We who have been truly born of water and of the Spirit don't like to hear much talk about money in the church. Can you imagine? 
In achieving and attaining all that the church has, there have been no fundraising campaigns of any kind in the history of the church that is selling sweetbread, candies, lalalal, sausages, hula hula chickens, and so forth, nor carnivals, fairs, bazaars, raffles, and the like. Nor do we have collections or any soliciting of any kind, just voluntary contributions through tithes and filial offerings from members and friends and much need drill, which is prayer. We believe, as we have been taught, that this work is one of faith and trust in the Lord. Since its beginning in 1923 to the present, the Lord has provided all the sustenance that has been needed to meet the expenses of the work. What a miracle indeed. Somehow, we fail to see how our attitude and approach to money tie in with our faith and our spirituality and our relationship with Jesus. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said in Matthew 6:24, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. In other words, he is telling his saints, you cannot give yourself to God and money. He is speaking directly to us because the temptation to serve the almighty dollar instead of the almighty God is with us constantly. Living as we do in a highly materialistic society, this is one of the battles we will constantly encounter in our lives. Jesus identified a certain attitude toward money in attaining eternal life. He told the multitudes to give up the idea that money can bring happiness. He told them if they wanted to become the kind of person God wanted them to be, they would first have to give away their money. Rich young man, a rich young man came up to him and said, as you read in Luke 18, 18, and a certain ruler asked him saying, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? The answer is simply keep the commandments. We find this is the exact advice given in verse 20. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. The young man informed Jesus that he did keep the commandments, but still his life was empty. What do I lack? He asked. Jesus replied in verse 22, Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions and was very rich. When Jesus saw that the young man was very sorrowful, the Lord said, as we find in 24th and 27th verses, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easy for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, Who then can be saved? And he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Jesus rebuked greediness as we read Luke 12, 15, and 32 to the 34 verses. Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that you have, and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Therefore, not money, but Jesus is the strength of our lives. He reigns over the whole universe, and because He is God, we need never lose hope. 
Paul tells us in Romans 8, 24 to 25, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Jesus can transform our worst tragedies into final victories. The problem is that most of us won't allow Jesus to be in our lives until we've been hit with a major crisis and reached the end of our own resources. The rest of the time, we place ourselves under the rule of the world. There is nothing wrong with money, but it is the love of money that we chose, choose to serve. We read in 1 Timothy 6, 9-10, But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Thus, we find that there are those who leave the faith for money, which is the wrong path taken. God has to send sorrows to draw them back to the faith. It is certain we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Therefore, the desire for money can plunge us into the ruin and destruction and into absolute silence. We find that talk shows are among the most popular programs on TV and radio. Listeners are invited to call the station and via telephone talk live on the air with a program host. Perhaps the most popular of all are the money-making talk shows hosted by investment counselors who advise callers about their finances. Many call the stations looking for free advice on what to do with their excess money. Without exception, they not only want to hold on to it, they want it to grow as fast as possible. On the other hand, callers never ask for advice on how to give away their excess. I think most of us would have to admit that this is our attitude toward money. We become fools. Remember, a fool in scripture does not denote a mentally deficient person, but rather one who is arrogant and self-sufficient, one who orders his life as if there were no God. He is so blessed and is unwilling to share his blessings that he says within himself, I will pull down my barns and build bigger ones in which to store my goods. We read in Luke 12, 19 to 21, And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that lays treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. The rich man was not mentally deficient, but he was a fool because he placed greater importance upon the wealth he accumulated than upon his soul and eternal well-being. In the desert, when Jesus was tempted by Satan at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus offered the choice of serving God or money. Jesus chose God, and as God's servant, he died on the cross in order to give us the gift of resurrection and hope. Now we are offered the choice of serving God or money. By choosing to be followers of Jesus, we have not chosen a mere title to be conferred upon us, but a way of life to be lived by us. And each cup of water we give in Jesus' name will be a sign that God's kingdom of love is where our treasure lies. Jesus concludes the Sermon on the Mount with a parable as we read in Matthew 7, 24, 26 to 27. Therefore, whosoever heareth these things of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. And everyone that heareth these things of mine and doeth them not 
shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. These verses tell us that when the storms and the floods came, the wise man's house remained standing, but the foolish man's house came tumbling down, which goes to show you everything that's not of Jesus will come tumbling down like the walls of Jericho. Therefore, if you are wise, you will build your house on the love of God, which endures forever. If you are foolish like the rich farmer, you will build your house on the love of money, which can plunge you to utter destruction. Read Psalms 49, 16 to 20. Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lives, he blesses his soul. And men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perisheth. In this materialistic society, the temptation to serve the almighty dollar instead of almighty God is with us constantly. Listen carefully to Jesus' words to the wise. No man can serve two masters. You cannot give yourself to God and money. You have to make the choice. It's one of the other. Listen to Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we have not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Today we find many false prophets who claim that they are really called of the Lord. And in that day they will cry out, We have done all these wonderful things in thy name. And Jesus replied, I never knew you. I never called you to preach the gospel. I never called you to pray for the sick and afflicted. I never called you to cast out devils. Therefore, depart from me. For 40 days, the risen Lord had been instructing the apostles of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, teaching them from the scriptures. We read Luke 24, 47, 48, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And it began with Peter's sermon in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. We read in Acts 2.36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know surely that God had made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Yes, it was clear that Jesus was the Messiah. No message could have been more unwelcome to the Jews who had rejected his messianic claims and crucified him. While Peter preached in power and demonstration of God's Holy Spirit, they that heard were pricked in their hearts and asked, men and brethren, what shall we do? And that same question should be in our hearts of people today. What must I do to be saved? We read in Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes, the Spirit of God fell upon the 120 believers who tarried in the upper room for 10 days, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, forming the first church of which Christ was and still is the head. Peter gave the greatest altar call of all time. 3,000 souls accepted the Lord and were baptized in Jesus' name. As you read in the 41st verse, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. 
Praising God, they had all things common and were acceptable to all the people. The Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. The word common is sometimes called first, country, first century communism. It is different from today's kind of communism. The early Christians were unselfish and reasoned, what's mine is yours. Today, selfish communism claims what is yours is mine. Outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. Read in Isaiah 43, 11, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. This verse confirms Acts 4, 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Today, there are many very noble and upright people who believe that their good life will earn them a home in heaven. But that is not so. Read John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the same verse, he reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues or in unknown language. Thus we see by the scriptures that baptism is essential to salvation. Jesus tells us in Mark 16, 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So choose this day whom you will serve, God or man. Choice is yours. There are times in life when we get the feeling that Jesus is a long distance away. However, it is only a prayer away. One day Jesus took Peter, James, John to be upon a high mountain by themselves. They had gone up the mountain to pray. It was literally a mountaintop experience because it most likely took place on Mount Hermon, which is 9,000 feet high. For their convenience, tour guides in the Holy Land usually say it happens on Mount Tabor, which is only about 1,000 feet high. Whether it was on Mount Hermon or Mount Tabor, we know of a surety that the transfiguration did take place. Somewhere on the solitary slopes of this high mountain, Jesus and the three disciples had come to be alone for a time of prayer. Each had his own special need. Jesus had approached the turning point in his life and ministry. His enemies were pressing hard upon him. He had to decide whether to retreat from the Holy Land or go to Jerusalem and confront those who were plotting to kill him. Jesus' need was to discern the will of the Father in this matter. Of himself, Jesus asked, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right decisions? Am I fulfilling my life's purpose? Often in our daily lives, we confront the same problem. So as Jesus did, and the right decisions must be made. For Peter, James, and John, it was a time to seek guidance in order to understand Jesus' mission. Only six days earlier, Peter had a wonderful insight of Jesus as evidence when Peter said, you are the Messiah, you have the truth, and to whom shall we go? But when Jesus began to explain 
that the Messiah had to suffer and die, Peter refused to listen. Since boyhood, Peter had heard that the Messiah would be a great conquering military hero. Consequently, it was most difficult for him to accept Jesus as a suffering servant. This will never happen to you, Lord, he said to Jesus. Peter rebuked Jesus and in turn was strongly rebuked. We read in Matthew 16, 23, but when he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me. For thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Thus we see clearly that Peter and the others needed to pray for guidance in this matter. As Jesus and the others were praying, Moses represented the law and those who have slept in Jesus, and Elijah representing the prophets and those who would be raptured when the trump of God sounds, appeared and talked with Jesus. When a child of God has a mountaintop experience and feels God's presence, it is very hard to find words to describe it. In this case, we find Matthew describing a cloud, as we read in Matthew 17, 5, while he had spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. The imagery of a cloud was an ancient way of describing the immediate presence of God's glory. They tell us that God's presence was so immediate, his voice was heard coming from the cloud. God comes to us in different ways. Jesus and the apostles had to be willing to climb the mountain in order to experience an intimate, in a very intimate way God's living presence. The experience was an end in itself, but they still needed to be respond. Peter wanted to remain on the mountaintop. Peter literally wanted to build some shelters and dwell there on the mountain. But Jesus ignored the suggestion and led the apostles down the mountain and back into the valley. And what did they find? They found people in need. Immediately they encountered a father pleading for his son, as we meet in Matthew 17, 14 to 17. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him <clears throat> a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes be fallen into the fire and off into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples that he could not cure him. During World War II, General MacArthur needed to move his troops across a certain river. He called in his most experienced engineer and asked him if he, a bridge could be built quickly. After he had thought about it for a few moments, the engineer replied, yes, sir, it can be done. Then have your draftsmen begin to join the plans at once, the general ordered. A few days later, the general summoned the engineer and asked him how the bridge was coming. It's ready, said the engineer. You can send the troops across the bridge now. Unless, of course, you want to wait for the drawings. They're not finished yet. In most cases, it is not always good to build a bridge before you have the drawings. There are certain dangers involved in that. Nevertheless, in today's world, there are so many bridges that urgently need to be built that we, true born-again Christians, had better start doing instead of just planning and drawing. Now, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, 
the church and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Our church band brings our program to its conclusion by playing their final closing number for this telecast entitled, Tell It to Jesus.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.